This is something. That's fine. <laughs> can break through walls, I just can't. That's fine. Gotta get this. Greetings, <laughs> Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Yeah, yeah. Get ready for everlasting. Honey! I live there. I bought a house there. I'm gonna take you there! To boldly go where no man, no one has gone before. And remember, have fun with it! There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? If you haven't, you've been, haven't been on YouTube or anything anymore. You haven't been anywhere. Anywhere. It's Star Wars Day. Welcome to Project Shadow, episode number 571. I'm Charlie. I'm Brian. He's back i told you one of these days i'd get him back and you know what it took a new star wars movie coming out which means probably once a year i'll at least be able to get him back <laughs> on the show because a new star wars movie oh my goodness i feel like we should say right from the outset if you have not seen this movie and you are spoiler phobic this is the time for you to leave just check out yeah. because we just got back from seeing the force awakens <clears throat> and we have stuff to say Yep, And we're not going to try to tone it down because I know I, I've learned from experience with you guys. Anytime I say this is their spoiler free re review, my big mouth gets the best of me and I say something that I don't realize that I say and I spoil something for somebody. So if you don't want the spoilers, go in now. Come back when you're ready for the spoilers and we'll talk. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. Is everybody gone? All right. Just us. Okay, so we just got back from J.J. Abrams Presents Disney's The Force, Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I think is the appropriate thing to say about this. Before I start talking, since you haven't heard his voice in a while, Brian, what did you think of the movie? It was enjoyable. <laughs> That's, uh, I yeah. mean, it, it was enjoyable. It was. I, I would recommend going to see it, but I'm a Star Wars fanboy, so I recommend to even go see Battle for Endor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, true. so yeah, it was, it was also very extremely safe. Yeah. That, that's kind of the one note that you'll hear us talk about a lot. That is the drum we will bang slowly throughout this review is I, I meant what I said. This is Disney presents JJ Abrams, star Wars, the force awakens. I want to start with the title. I, I, cause this is one of the things I was thinking about it in the car ride back and I was thinking about this while we were getting set up. The, I think the one thing that bothers me the most about this movie is the title is nonsense. This is the first movie that I felt that the title is sheer and other nonsense. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, okay. let, me, let me justify this before you tear me down. Okay. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Guess what? There's a Phantom Menace. There's an unseen hand moving things around, making things all crazy-like. Okay? Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Guess what? The clones attack. Done. Okay? Star Wars, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Guess what? The, the Sith get their revenge. Okay. Episode 4, A New Hope. Guess what? There's a new hope. His name's Luke Skywalker and a couple other people. There you go. Moving forward. Empire Strikes Back. Guess what? The Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. I think needs to be renamed now, but we'll talk about that later. And finally... Here we are, episode seven, 
The Force Awakens. With the name, like, uh, The Force Awakens, I was expecting something important to happen, which maybe happened off screen, but if Daisy Ridley's character, um, she plays Ren, suddenly realizing, ooh, I have Force powers, is The Awakening. This was, it, it was a waste of time. It should be a possible future Jedi Awakens. This was not The Force Awakening. Remember, in canon, we have Mortis, the whole, a whole planet that is built from the Force. I was expecting something about that. I was expecting something big. Something just big. And there wasn't. And that, that, that I think was the one thing that let me down was I just, we'll, we'll get to the movie in a minute. It was just the title I felt was misleading. The Force Awakens. The Force didn't awaken. Daisy Ridley awakened. And that's about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Force in her awoken. And, and that see, was... see, that's not the Force. Yeah. Well, well no, because she has a moment. She gets, she, she gets in touch with the Force. And the Force guides her and makes her strong. And she triumphs. And... And that's after the Force awoke. Because that's after we have the whole thing, but we'll get to that in a moment. No, because no, 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 that, that it was a process. It was a process. The, that that the, entire so. from 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 the moment she resisted Kylo Ren up until the moment she smacks him down. Oh no, no, well, no! Actually, the Force awoke the, before that, but the Force awoke yeah. so far before that because well, you have that that Snoke line that everybody knows from the trailer. There's eh. been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yeah, with the uh, Millennium Falcon maneuvers, that yeah. that scene was really cool. By the way, I did enjoy that flight scene. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about the, that in the, a second. I've just I've just bitching about the name. Maybe the Force was like um, a hungover version. Of, I've never been hungover, so <laughs> people not I for see lack hung, of trying. People I see hungover. You know, you kind of they stir, and then like two hours later, they actually get up. But they're not really awake still. They move around like a, like zombie speed for about the another hour. The Force wakes up grumpy. Yeah. So that's kind of the Force Awoken her. Okay. It, it stirred. You thought it was awake. You started breakfast and you found out your breakfast was two hours too early. And even an hour after that, you still could have served breakfast. It would have counted because they're still not awake. You know. I just, I just felt like the name was a bit of a misdirect. I, I was... Yeah. Ex- I, oh, they, it could have been much better named. Um, the... There was a lot of issues because I'm sitting back going... Episode well, 1, Part 2 would have been a lot better. Kylo Ren used the Force, so it was already awoke. Yeah. You know. Like I said, episode episode, episode, episode 3, Part 2, that would have been <laughs> much more appropriate now. Okay, so, when we, so let's just go through the movie. The movie opens as we hoped it would with a crawl that tells us that hey, there's a new Republic, and hey, Leia's not really part of it. She went to join the Resistance that's fighting the First Order while the Republic's overdoing its thing, whatever it's doing. Because, I don't know, we don't want any progress. And <laughs> Luke had, according to the cr- the Crawl, started training Jedi. Then I believe the Crawl just says something went wrong. Yeah. And he disappeared. The crawl, the, I believe the Crawl just said something like, and then something went wrong, and that he disappeared, and everybody's been trying to find him since. Yeah. And then, like we wanted, cut to stars, move down. I thought one of the most beautiful... 
I hate this because it happened at the beginning. But one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie was that death, that uh, Star Destroyer yeah, creeping go, going creeping screen. across Jakku. Yeah. Because that that's when I had J.J. Abrams in the back of my head because he, he's been saying over and over again, what of this movie is everything old is new again. And I did not realize how true that was. Yeah. Because this, this was a new, a new hope. hope. Yeah. This was a new hope, but it was I from a different angle. We should pause for a second just to let everybody know that um, in honor of the Star Wars movie coming out, we spent the last week rewatching all of Star Wars. All of, all, all of the canon. All the canon. We, we started at episode one, to one, went through the Clone Wars, went through Rebels, all the way up. We literally finished... Um, Return of the Jedi right before we got up and 20, went to the theater. Yeah, 20 minutes before the start of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so It takes about a week, just for the record. Yeah, it takes about a week. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, a lot yeah. of that... So, so it was it was very much like a new very, hope. Yeah, that was very fresh in our mind. Cause, but I love the way they did it. It was beautiful because yeah. it was so pitch black against Jakku. Yeah. And it was a way that I hadn't seen it before. Because, you know, we often have it fly over, we have it yeah. fly beside us, we have it fly... We, we've seen this kind of flyover scene in a couple of the movies at the beginning. This was new, but it was familiar, and I liked it. And I think it was gorgeous. I think yeah. I think the CG yeah. was beautiful. And I'm very happy with that opening. Yes. And I, I, I am having kind of the... Op- I guess I understand what, how some people felt about... I'm going to take kind of a sidetrack here for a minute. No, that's all right. But I think I understand how some people felt about the uh, prequel trilogy, that they weren't entirely enjoying the... Um, um, you hear Sasha in the background? She's back! <laughs> she thinks it's playtime. <laughs> As usual when we record. Anyway... Um, they felt that there was too much CG and it made it feel not real. My problem, and I just want to bring this out now so I don't go off on this rant later. The freaking desert pig. Oh. The big butted butt stays in the frame for minutes. Looks like a bunch of garbage bags painted sandy colored worst worst like jim henson came back from the dead tutted his finger at them and went i i can't even help you anymore and died again when he saw that that was i mean a lot of the practical effects were wonderful i i'll give that to you quite a few of them were wonderful the weird robot horse thing i don't think worked very well Eh. it, it seemed very strange to me and that stupid desert pig thing yeah, looks the, so fake. The the trick to getting through that scene, I <laughs> I wasn't bothered by it because I caught a glimpse of it and I wasn't going to let it disrupt the movie for me. And remembered I was in a desert and like Finn, I was really freaking thirsty. And I focused on the water. Yeah, focus gr- on the water. Focus not on the, on the water. It, it still is kind of a gross and traumatic experience through that mo- that scene you like you won't lose the emotion the scene you'll just lose no. the distracting it's just pig it's thing. a very distracting pig thing that just when that was brought out on set somebody somebody should have seen that and gone no yeah no somebody should have said no because so so much of the practical effects creatures that they had in this were really really good and this was like jabba's rejected stunt double like yeah. when back when they thought still thought Jabba would have legs, 
You know, yeah. <laughs> just uh, anyway, I wanted to get that all out of the way. So we begin with a fleet leaving the de- the Star Destroyer to go down to the planet of Jakku, on which <coughs> oh, we know from the trailers it fin- is Finn because we see that exact moment in the trailer. Blah 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 blah. It was beautiful. It was the moment from the trailer. I was kind of surprised that it happened so early because, you know. Yeah, kind of expect. I, you know, yeah. But yeah, it was there. It was good. And we meet Poe Dameron really early on, who is a character that I have to say, all of their Force o- Road to Force Awakens thing has gotten me feeling a connection to already. And I was kind of upset that he wasn't in the movie as much as I wanted him to be. Because if you've been reading the Star Wars comics, they're about his parents. And I don't know why, but for some reason, like, as soon as I saw him, it was like meeting an old friend, even though I don't remember him being in the comics yet. Do you know what I'm saying? But I had that reaction to him, like, oh, there he is. You know? And I was very excited. Is that that dog? She's barking. She's barking. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know how much that's picked up. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, Anywho, I'm not sure what... Okay, where was I? Sorry, dog barked. Um, Bo Dameron. I I was surprised at how strongly I had an emotional connection to him immediately. And I I thought his character was interesting. He's kind of a... And this is a theme you're going to hear a lot when we just refer to any of the other movies. I thought he was an interesting combination of Luke and Han. And you get that very early on. He has this kind of calm about him, kind of that, that smart mouth about him. But he has that Han Solo swagger. Mm-hmm. Like he acts, he he carries himself kind of like Han Solo, but kind of talks a little bit like Luke, I guess might be the best way to say it. Um, I don't know. I really liked him. That moment with him and Max Seidel, Max von Seidel. I, I thought that was an interesting movie, an interesting moment in the movie. Um, this is where he gets a mysterious chip. That he then has to Princess Leia into BB-8. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's overall, you know, might as well hit on that overall note. The This was a lot of pieces of the previous movie cobbled together. Oh, yeah. Into, I mean, it's, it's definitely rehashing of all the other Star Wars. And that's part of the reason why I felt it was so safe. It was you know, it was because, very safe. Because it was have, all the scenes that you remember yeah, from the previous movies, yeah, but with different Nuho, characters. In the you park. have the Princess Leia and R two D two redone with BB eight to the point where he gets Dameron. down on the same knee. Yeah, and he reaches down and he puts it in the tray, and it's it. it there was everything but help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah, but that was the only thing missing in that, and he wasn't wearing a nice white shift, which I think he might look nice in a nice you know tight white shift with some buns on the side of his hair. Um. So, I mean, that was okay. Yeah. It, it it really, you know, the thing that struck me the most about that, and this is where this, I think this is how to say this was. This movie, in a way, felt like work because so much of the things that I thought were stunning were setups for future movies. And this is where we first meet Captain Phasma. It's very short. Yeah. It's very sweet. She is not in this movie a lot. Like, if you were going to this, like, I love Gwendolyn Christie, and Gwendolyn Christie is in Star Wars, Gwendolyn Christie will be in Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, she's yeah. in two, three scenes? Three scenes, I think? Yeah. Total in this entire movie. 
But I'm sorry. You, and you never see her face, which I think is interesting. Yeah. I, I think she there may be a Vader thing off. going on there. Yeah. I, I'm wondering what's going to happen when she takes that helmet off. Um, mainly because she has that moment later with Finn where she really goes off on him about taking the helmet off. Mm-hmm. Like there's something that felt more personal and less regulation, you know, like, yeah, it was a reg that yeah. you have to be, have to get permission to take your helmet off. But I felt like there was something more there. I am curious about her, but that scene, which we all again saw in the trailer of Captain Phasma walking through the burning village, she is going to be a thing. Yeah. I, 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 it it was striking to see. It was striking to see in place. We also get our first glimpse of Kylo Ren here. And right off the back, and remember, we told you there are spoilers in this thing. So if anybody didn't believe us, and you're like, well, you're just talking about other little things and you haven't gotten into spoilers. This is a big spoiler kind of thing. <laughs> I'm about to say. So if you don't want spoilers and you didn't check out, eh, last chance. Right off the bat... They tell us that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son. Yeah. Right off the bat. Uh, right there, opening scene. No lead up. I mean, no they lead got, up. They got right to the freaking monkey. Yeah, right to the Naffin monkey. And <clears throat> that brings me to the number two thing that kind of bothered me about this movie is it didn't set anything, uh, any real mysteries up, except for one that we'll get to in a moment. Like, I was expecting a protracted. Who is Kylo Ren? And what I was... Everybody, everybody, I, I think, by this point, kind of knew he was Han and, Lewis, Han and Leia's son. I, I think we had all gotten to the point prior to going to this movie, he's going to be Han and Leia's son. And guess what? He is Han and Leia's son. But his name is Ben, not Jason. Ha 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 ha. You know, Luke's son was Ben, and it's not Luke's son, it's Han's son. Because they're clever? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And but, when they also, that scene also set up some expectation that was also, it was left very flat because it's supposed to be about the Force Awakens. He turns and pulls a Force maneuver that we've really never seen. Yeah. Because the, Rodamarin is a crack shot. He sits there and snipes Stormtrooper after Stormtrooper, takes a shot at Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren stops, like freezes the blast. I'm in trying to remember. And freezes Kylo Ren at the same time. I mean, not um, Kylo Ren, but freezes Bo Dameron. I mean, the whole th- it just sits there suspended. Like, yeah. Paused in time. Like like some kind of weird time force thing, which, you know, you only get into that in extended universe and start, you know, Actually, it really got me questioning, like, ooh, is this part of the Force Awakens stuff? They did nothing else with that. Actually, I was, and of course, later when he needed to stop a, a, a bolt, he can't. Yeah. Yeah, he still gets shot. He still gets <laughs> shot, which, okay, but... Actually, I was trying to think, in the Clone Wars animated series, I have a vague memory of one of the characters maybe doing something like that, but I can't remember if it was a bolt. It may have been um, a shell. I can't remember. It was uh, Quinlan Voss. And I can't remember if he actually stopped a like a plasma bolt like that. I don't think so. Because my, my best memory is deflecting, like, Vader got the... The Vader, Vader deflected with, deflect with his hand, yeah. and that's about as uh, you know. And I've seen others like deflect a lightsaber and stuff. Well, I bring that up because I'm wondering if Quinlan Foss dodge. ends up feeding into the Knights of Ren. I, I bring that up because yeah. he had insane force powers, and yeah. I mean like cool, cool, crazy force powers. And 
And see, that's what I thought. At first I thought, oh, this is something about the Force Awakening. They're, they're exploring beyond the light and dark side of the Force. Maybe some time force or something. I don't know. Because the way it just paused. And then it was like, no, it was just a thing. It was just a thing. Yeah. It, it was a neat thing that happened once. And again... It... Because he's so so bad, you know. <laughs> and It's like, yeah, I'm that cool. Yeah. <laughs> And you would have thought that he would have been able to do it later when he ends up getting shot. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure I just touch on that a little bit. Because yeah, that, that, was, that, was that was amazing. That was an amazing moment. moment. But, you know, they just, I don't know, I don't know if the, all the stuff dealing with it got cut out in editing. They, they didn't go there because or they were Or in a afraid. different script. Different script. I'm not sure where it went, but... I got excited there because, you know, I am a big fan of Star Wars, but one of the things that I loved about the series was when we get into the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars animated series in particular, because they brought more of those Asian-style martial arts and they really built out the idea of the Force and what you can do with the Force and what is possible in the Force. And that was a moment, a very brief moment in this movie that showed me that they were continuing with that. Yeah. And then... Like you said, that's it. It was it's gone. We we kind of see a force push. We see we see a moment again clipped right from the Clone Wars animated series, which again was imp- was kind of impressive. Where he's pulling thoughts out of the mind of Poe Dameron. That scene that you've seen in the trailer yeah. with Kylo Ren standing over Poe Dameron and Poe Dameron like ah yeah he's using the force to pull thoughts out of his mind. Granted, in the th- this is one of those moments where in the cartoon, in the animated series, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, Mace Window, Mace Windu, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker. And they are unable to do it together. They all three try, and together they're not strong enough to pull it out. Anakin kind of gives into the dark side for a moment, and he just goes in and rips it out. Yeah. Of the guy of the guy's mind. And so this was a moment that kind of showed me you know, being familiar with the full canon that they've recognized, that they're putting him kind of on par with at least Anakin Skywalker, if not Darth Vader. And so that kind of gave me some feelings, because we kind of skipped ahead a little bit. So basically, they capture Poe Dameron on the planet. BB-8 gets away! You know, like droids do at the beginning of these movies. <laughs> gets away, oh, and they that, capture... That was... No, no. The whole Millennium Falcon in the fight. No, 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 like, not, not yet. Oh. Not yet. Oh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is Poe Dameron. <laughs> I, I skipped ahead to Poe Dameron's names. Yeah, I skipped ahead to Poe Dameron's uh, yeah, interrogation. Interrogation. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, he's interrogated, and so during the fight, Finn can't bring himself to shoot people. This is apparently his first fight. Um, they don't go much into his backstory other than he was raised to be a stormtrooper. <clears throat> there is some mention that. They're either bred to be stormtroopers or raised to be stormtroopers, but they are not clones. They actually go out of their way at one point to say, maybe this isn't working and the Supreme Leader needs to just build a clone army. And they, yeah. do, they do bring that up at one point, which means we may see that at some point in the future. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was a gun put on the table, yeah. and so you got to kind of... Consider this for what they are. 
I, I don't really want to do a full plot breakdown of the movie. I'm just trying to go through and talk about various aspects of it. And I'm trying to do it in order so we don't miss anything. The next thing that we learn, at least for me, is Finn is a coward, which I thought was a very brave choice. Yeah, for one of the lead characters. For one of the main characters. You know, no. I'm, uh, I I'm, thought I cut you off. No, I was in agreement. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a very brave choice yeah. to make Finn a, a coward. Not only was he, like, yes, he has a kind heart, and that's why he couldn't just kill in cold blood the people on the surface of the planet, but he is a straight-up coward. He is a straight-up coward, like, old-school, straight-up coward. He's afraid of everything. He's afraid of everything. And his cowardice comes back up with um, Nazcanada. Nazcanada. You know, when she looks, I mean, she looks in his eyes and just goes, ah, yeah, I see that. You're a coward. These but guys she says over it in such a beautiful way. She, she says it in such a beautiful way because she's just like, I hey, know those, those eyes. I know those eyes. You want to run. Yeah, you want to run. Those guys over there, they'll take you to the Outer Rim and beyond. You're going to have to do some work for them, but they'll take you there. Have fun. Bye. She was just like, she just shut the conversation down. She's like, you want to run here? We'll help you run. Bye. Yeah. Boy. Which is still brave to make the one of the main people a coward. Finn is not a name. I think that's yeah, something that we should was... bring up at this point. Finn is not a name. I can't remember I like his that. full number. Finn, he's FN, then a number after that. Yeah. he's That's his number. He was raised with that. He was raised without a name, which to me tells me we're going to learn that he's either the lost, he's a cloned Mace Windu, waiting for that one, or that I have a feeling since they kept going back to his childhood, there's a secret there that we're that's going to be our Luke I, I'm your father moment yeah. in this in this new trilogy because there were two characters that they kept going back to and that was Finn and Ray. Ray was left on this planet on Jakku when she was a child and told that her that they would come back for her and they never do, which leads me to believe that Finn is in fact I'm sorry, Ray is in fact Luke Skywalker's daughter. That's what I was thinking as well. That when he fled Yeah. To go out to who knows where. He left her there much as he was left, you know, on a desert, on, planet. On a desert planet. Yeah. And I have a feeling that Max von Sydow's character was her Obi-Wan Kenobi. You, you kind of get that feel. I, I don't know. I got a weird vibe about that. Or that whoever was her Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because you see someone in her in the flashback that she has kind of holding her back. Because she's wanting to run to, to the ship. Whoever that was, was her Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the one that was supposed to keep after keep watch over her. And then that, that person probably died. So Finn, not a name. Poe Dameron gives him the name Finn. Because yeah. he refuses to call him by his Imperial number and FN Finn. Loved it. Thought the great scene. I I don't know why I love Poe Dameron. Yeah, Poe Dameron, they you know, when they wanted to make the the cool flyboy I mean they, they did. He's the cool flyboy, crack shot, does all kinds of Really cool maneuvers, you know. My the, biggest takeaway from this movie is I love Poe Dameron. You know, he sits at the cool kid table. Wherever yes. he sits, yes. that is the cool kid table. Yes. And we all want to be there. Yes. And they succeeded in making that yes, character. They, they succeeded in that. Um, Ray. <laughs> Ray. 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 I am not going to fault Daisy Ridley for this because John Boyega had the same problem. She has the same face through the most of the movie. Like, every time there's a reaction scene, we're coming in close. Do the face! Yeah. And you know it. You see it. You've seen it. You've seen it in the trailer. 
You know what it is. You've seen it. And no, that wasn't the same scene multiple times. Actually, when you see the movie, you realize they were actually using different clips because it's always the same face. <laughs> it's the same face. <laughs> over and over again. And I don't think that's her. I, I don't think it was her as an actress. I don't think it was her choice because every now and then I felt like she went, if you will, like off script. And there was something there. You could see that she has talent. You could see she would do something. And then you just felt like, and J.J. Abrams walked in and said, honey, honey, they need to know this is serious. Do the face. Yeah. Or something. It did. She and um, Boyega, both, both Finn and Ray, I'll just use their characters' names. Finn and Ray both seemed so managed that I, it, I don't know. It's not that I didn't like them or anything. But I, I, I just seen the same face of them because again, Finn has that face that you see in the credits over and over and over and over again, and he has moments of real emotion. I mean, like the fight between him and Kylo Ren, he has emotion. Yeah, and you can see that as an actor, it's not like he's an actor who can't emote. He just for some reason didn't. So he didn't. So, okay, so, la, 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 Finn breaks Poe, Dameron out, and they escape exactly the scene that you think it is with a um, TIE fighter that gets shot down. We are now left to believe that Poe Dameron is dead. And if anybody believed that Poe Dameron was dead, he didn't watch the trailers because the trailers had all these other scenes of Poe Dameron. Like, this is one of those moments where the trailers spoil that for for me because he's a new character. He could have died. I don't know. But I remember seeing him in the X-Wing going to fight in the big Starkiller base. So I knew he wasn't dead. I was upset his coolness didn't just reject the sand. I expected him just to levitate up out of it. (laughs) Because cool people don't get sand on them. Just happens. And the weird Sarlacc pit that ate the ship that they crashed in. I wanted more to that because I kept expecting like Where this big was the monster. monster. Yes, yeah. I expected a monster to come out and chase Finn. Finn runs and like there's a monster. She after makes him. reference to the sinking sands area, and if it was that, why wasn't there more of the sinking sands going on? Yeah, because apparently, yeah. you know, Finn didn't mm-hmm. weigh enough to be sunk in the sand or something. I don't know. I just I was like, come on, the budget couldn't afford uh, an above ground explosion. Oh no, they had to save the monster for the reptar. Those are cool. But we'll get to that. I we'll get there. Them. We'll get there. They were weird. We'll get there. There was something so out of the Clone Wars TV series. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. That's why I loved it. I was just like, but live action. Anywho, so yeah. essentially, he then goes to town. He runs into, into Ray. Ray has already found BB 8 and has this weird. Thing where she's not going to sell him, even though the, he could get her all this food, and she's kind of starving, but just, she feels that it's wrong. She rejects selling him, and then she decides to beat the crap out of Finn because I don't know, Finn needs it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she decides to beat the crap out of him, and then, oh, no, don't beat the crap out of me, stormtroopers, and off we go. And they decide to steal a ship, and they're running towards the ship because it's an awesome ship, and they don't want the junk ship. And then, of course, the awesome ship goes boom. So they take the junk ship, and the junk ship happens to be the... Millennium Falcon! Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad that the leaks were right. Part of the plot was the trying to was Han Solo trying to track down the Millennium Falcon. That was one of the plots that was put out for this movie that they were talking about. I'm glad that wasn't a big plot. Because... 
This doesn't have anything to do with Force Awakening. No. <laughs> Nothing in this movie has anything to do with Force Awakening. But there it is. The Millennium Falcon. Cheers in the audience. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. They get on it. They take off. They fly off. The uh, scene that we've all seen in the trailer with them flying around the um, Star Destroyers. Han Solo and Chewbacca are not on the Millennium Falcon when that happens. That is Finn fly. No, no, no. That's Ray flying. Ray flying. And Finn every now and then firing the turbo lasers because he's bad at his job. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's bad at his job. She lines him up where they're aimed directly at a TIE fighter that's chasing them, and it still takes him three shots to blow it up. Now you know why he fired himself as a stormtrooper. No, he was perfect for a stormtrooper. He can't hit the side of a barn even when he's pointed at. <laughs> he's the ideal stormtrooper. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, and then they decide that they're going to escape. They get up into space. They get captured. Finn freaks out because the First Order, the First Order, they've captured us. And no, it's Han and Chewie. <sighs> Which apparently she wasn't good at getting that poison gas out, but that doesn't matter because that was a false. Yeah. That was a red herring plot that they were going after. So anyway, Han and Chewie show up. Roar! In applause in the audience. I think Chewie's hair looked weird. I've said that since I saw the first trailer. Chewie's hair looks weird. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But as I was After watching so much Clone Wars... He looked all right for the animated series. He did. <laughs> he did. So. It just—I I don't know. It, it was yeah. something around around his eyes. It just—I don't know. I, I've been looking at pictures trying to figure out what it is, but there's something about the hair around his eyes that it's—it's it's bugging me slightly, and I don't know why. But not enough to really bother me, you know, too too much. So they show back up. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll help you. Maybe I won't help you. I'll just drop you off on a planet. You tell the Han Solo part. <laughs> okay, what were those yeah, creatures called again? The it, Reptars. Reptars. It is Reptars. Okay. Yep. I just sorry. It sounded like a bad D and D name. I just, it did. <laughs> I had, okay. So I'm just glad they didn't look like the image that immediately went into my head when I heard the name Reptar. You know, imagine a very dangerous creature being smuggled because no one else has the everyone well, no because everyone else has the sanity not to mess with it. But, of course, Han Solo's going to try to smuggle it. And, and you know, they get loose. and Because Daisy Madcap, Ridley is bad at her job. Madcap Adventures. She's not her job. She's what she's doing. <laughs> okay, this her, was a good her job is to survive. No, I'm sorry. I have to correct you here. Her job is to survive. That's all she is. She's a survivalist. That's all she is. She has one purpose in life, and that's surviving. And she's like, I've got it. We can stop the two rival gangs by me popping these circuits, and that will lock them in here. Oh, no, I popped the wrong circuits. Let the monsters go. Ah. <laughs> She's bad at her job. They survived. She, <laughs> they did not get shoot, shot because she finally hit the right button. No yeah. gangster shot at them directly. Okay, they, they shoot at the Millennium Falcon, but they don't shoot at them. And, you know, yeah. So it's like a Eye of the Beholder. If yeah. Instead of eye stalks, it's tentacles. And the mouth was much more toothy and chompy in the center. With a long frog-like tongue. Yeah. But did it have an eye in it, too? I, I 
yeah, I, I thought I remembered seeing an eye. There was yeah. something. It, 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 I don't know if it, it was um, like just like another mouth thingy on it, just, or if it had an know, eye I'm, in I'm it. It had something of, right at the I'm end. A of fan it. of monsters. It was a cool, oh, it was a great monster. It was a great monster because it, it just slid and rolled and it, it rolled down the hall. It went Sonic. That was yes, the only did. thing that would been better is if it moved faster, like Sonic. It was, if it could have like built up speed and I don't know, gold coins appeared where it, people were. <laughs> It was very <laughs> Attack of the Clones, the uh, um, <laughs> yeah. arena scene at the end. It, yeah. It, the, the, yeah. If you like the creatures there, you'll like this creature, because it was very in line with that. Though they also gave it a feel of the Rancor kind of thing, because it had kind of those similar sounds to the Rancor. It, it, it was a really crazy critter that apparently they just loved in space, because they get in the Millennium Falcon and away they go! Yeah, they, yeah that... that... Whenever somebody comes across that salvage ship... <laughs> oh, they're so dead. Unless the monsters let me, let me, die first. Let me put it this way. No one will hear them scream in space. Yeah. Well, that was my favorite <laughs> thing, because when they were like, like, nobody, nobody... What, what did the guy say? No, nobody smuggles reptars. They're too da- da- dangerous to hunt. And Hot Solo just looks at him and says, yeah, I used to have a much bigger crew. Yeah. <laughs> it's two of them by the time you get to them. Yeah. So apparently the rest of his crew is lunch. It's lunch. I can just imagine they get on a salvage ship and beep, beep, yeah, beep. <laughs> Except for it's not going to be there all around. It's just be like you're just no, it is going to be. Th- yeah, it's all around me. I'm in its mouth. <laughs> it's in the hallway instead of the back. It is the hallway. It is the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that what that a, was a fun scene. A door that opens and closes. That's teeth. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was that was entertaining. I, I was entertained. I had fun. Through that scene. So, we now have a scene with, uh, what's his name? I want to Vrain? The guy, the, 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 the commander guy? Something like Vrain? Anyway. The, the uh-huh. sur- surplus Nazi stand-in mm. number oh, five yeah. with red hair. Okay, yeah. And Kylo Ren appear before a giant hologram of, of Supreme Leader Snoke. And we get to see Supreme Leader Soak because the Force may not have awakened, but there are no secrets. Everything happens. Brian forgot to turn his phone off. I did. Oh, da I left mine in the other room. Yeah. And I still haven't turned it off airplane mode from the theater. Um, <laughs> Snoke. I don't know what to say. They kept building it up like the reason they weren't showing us stuff is because we were going to be like shocked or something. Or it was going to be something really cool. Okay, at first, I thought they went there. I was like, oh, here's the moment. They're going there. He's a hundred foot tall Sith. This is like the Sith Guardians to the temple on, well, in the old Star Wars game. Um, (laughs) Galaxies. In Galaxies. (laughs) I thought they went there. I was just like, that's awesome. He's a hundred foot Sith Lord. No wonder why everybody follows him. He would be pretty intimidating. And... uh, that's just a hologram. I, I think the secret it. that we're going to learn is he's actually like a Barbie doll sized character. Yeah. And that <laughs> the hologram is so huge because he's overcompensating. I will he's, bet he's you money now. I will bet you now that he's not actually that giant. They may, he may be, but I would almost bet you yeah, that. He's probably normal size. The big, I don't they think would, he's even going to be normal gonna size. Safe. No, he's going to be Yoda. He's going <laughs> to be Yoda sized. He's going to be, he is going to be a small character. Yeah. I, I would almost. And the reason I say that is, um, if you think back to, which one was it? It was one of the prequel movies. Um, uh, 
uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, he actually looks kind of like the aliens that are refueling um, Obi-Wan's ship on <laughs> Utapal. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if they, they realized that or not, but he kind of reminded me of the aliens that were refueling Obi-Wan's ship on Utapal. So Wow. I knew those little guys had to be evil. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm yeah. expecting him to be tiny, because he looked like them. And he may not be. Maybe he is a giant. I don't know. We'll see. But again, I was expecting something... Yeah, something something Force-related For all now. this... No, well, even... Force Awakens, so... It's Force Awakens. But even beyond that, all the secrecy around what he looked like, right? Yeah. Eh? Eh? Like... I don't know. Maybe no, be- I know what it is. He's an evil Ewok. He's an evil, Ewok. and that's why there's secrecy around why he looks the way he does because that he that whole himself. thing. No, the whole thing is not him. The whole thing's not him. It's a fake hologram. You did notice that at one point BB-8 says Nubyub, right? <laughs> I missed that. That's a couple awesome. a couple times BB-8 says Nubyub. Oh, that's glorious. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I know because yeah. you know my eternal hatred of the Ewoks. I rolled my eyes and went really. <laughs> really? Now the droid says Nubyub? Okay. He's not really a droid. There's actually an Ewok in there riding around on the ball. Whee! Oh. <laughs> Go Wicket. You can do it. Go Wicket. You can do it. Believe in the heart of the cards. Uh, I, I, so, I'm just saying, if you're going to have that much secrecy, right? Yeah. Like, I wanted a payoff for them. Like, you can't see what he looks like. You can't see what he looks like. He looked like generic stock alien number five. Yeah. It was like a little touch of Voldemort and... Uh, very Voldemorty. Very Voldemorty. And that was where I was, once again, I, thought, I was like, you're playing it safe. Very Everyone's used to reacting to Voldemort. He's evil. And so they made him look like Voldemort, so you'd just be like, oh, that's evil. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If you're going to save something like that, right? Like, they let us know what Darth Maul looked like before Episode 1 came out. And they did those wonderful um, one trailers like yeah if for any of you even if you didn't like episode one hunt down the one trailers that they did each character really well got to do a it was a tone poem that started with the word one and so darth maul's was one fear and it was just a couple images of him it was really really good they did they yeah. did one for each of the characters and it, they're, they're really good with darth maul even though they should have read about it, they still gave him a reveal moment so yeah. when you first but what See, I'm saying you is, get, you get hints. You get hints. That it was burlesque, you know, like, and then, and then, Maul. Yeah, know. but still, he was a character that you knew. You knew was coming, and they knew not to hide him because, yeah, for the series, he was something special. We hadn't really yeah. seen somebody with the paint all over the face or the horns or anything like that. You know, he was new for the se- for the series and for the setting. But they didn't make like this big secret, like, there's a new Dark Jedi, and he's going to be fighting, but we're not going to show him to you. Yeah. Oh, look. You know? It, yeah. To me, that was would have been a smarter thing, because with all the secrecy around Snoke, and this is where I think, I don't know if it was Abrams or Disney who messed up, because the things that they had such tight secrecy around, like Maz Kanata, which we'll get to in a second, and Snoke, I expected... Them there to be secrecy for a reason. Like, think about it. All this secrecy around what did the characters on in Avatar look like, right? Like, we didn't see them because there was a reason. Like, for the first time when you saw that movie, yeah, you're blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, when he goes into the room and there they are in the tubes, and you see them next to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You are simply your breath. They just take your breath away. 
because not not just the, because you know we've seen cat people before and you know so it wasn't like their sheer originality but the way they were rendered the way that they did them it in the way they just looked natural blew you away and i i don't know i they made me expect too much by this false stupid stupid thing where it's like we're going to hold him really close you're not going to know what he looks like you're not going to know what he looks like yeah and then they show me what he looks like, and eh, he he looks like I would expect him to. Yeah. He looks like an alien in the Star Wars universe. I, I don't understand what the secrecy was all about. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, that's... So anyway, yeah. And once again, with Title Force Awakens, I was thinking, hey, here's a chance they're going to do something Because this worse. is the scene where they actually... That, yeah. That, that trailer is... line... There's yeah. been an awakening in the force. Have you felt it? Yeah. Happens. And it's like, okay, nothing. 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 Oh, and we've also learned by this point that Kylo Ren throws temper tantrums. Yes. The, which we haven't talked about. The, yeah. Kylo Ren is such a petulant child. Yes. I love that about him, though. It, it, it's one of those <laughs> interesting little quirks that he's a petulant makes- child, and uh, it explains... His tantrum that led him to, you know, kill all of Luke's students and... End up joining the First Order. And joining the First Order and... Becoming a Knight of Ren. Yeah. I, I just... That cracked me up. People under him, you know, are just like, oh, I guess we should wait till he finishes starring his tantrum. I, I thought that was a fun play on Vader. Vader had anger issues too and he'd just choke somebody out. Kylo Ren just pulls his lightsaber and just destroys whatever's around him. Yeah. Just willy-nilly. Like, one of the best scenes in the movie is around this time, I think. No, no, no. It's a little bit later. It's after the scene with Maz Kanata and stuff. But I want to talk about it now. Um, where he's lost Rey again because they capture Rey and he, she, she breaks out. In a wonderful scene that we'll talk about in a lot more detail. But he's in the room and he just loses it. And starts, pulls his lightsaber out and just starts breaking everything. And then they pan out to the hall and you see sparks and fire and metal pieces coming out. And two stormtroopers come around the corner, stop, look at each other, and slowly back away. away. (laughs) I'm just looking at it going, these two guys might actually live for a while. Because they went, the boss is mad, he's destroying the room. We're not going to check and see if he's alright. We're just going to leave. We're going to go as far as we can. They probably assign themselves some kind of toiletry duty on the opposite end of the planet base. <laughs> Get away from him. You know, I haven't read any <laughs> reviews of this yet, so I don't know how anybody else is reacting to this, but I, I would, my assumption would be anybody who did not like um, Anakin Skywalker from the prequels will not like Kyrolo Ren. Yeah. Because he is Hayden Christensen's um, Anakin Skywalker to the nth degree. Like, yeah. We're talking about like the attack of the clones. He's in the room, angry, and he's throwing things because he can't couldn't save his mother. Angry, like take that and kick it up like twenty notches, <laughs> and that's Kylo Ren. He is he, which he, is which is one of the things I think that kind of hurt him as a quote unquote villain or bad guy. In this oh, I think it made him better. It, I mean, in some levels, it made him better because he was it made him very unstable. But since you're dealing with the Force, back to Force Awakens. Even the dark side requires focus. No, it doesn't. No, it, requires, it doesn't. Everybody, it no, no, everybody. Yes, everybody like. gets that wrong. Both Lucas 
and Yoda make this very clear that all the dark side is, it's quicker, it's easier because it's just raw emotion. And it's also what makes it weaker. And that's where I had issues taking him as a dangerous okay. villain. You, you, I, I think you're conflating two things. Yes, the dark side is weaker than the light, the light side because the light side takes discipline and blah, 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 blah. But what made him, to me, a, a, I, while there are certain things about Adam Driver's portrayal yeah. of him that I found really off-putting, I found them off-putting in a beautifully disgusting kind of way. Because he was such a petulant child. He is such a petulant child. He needs to be put over somebody's knee and spanked. Yeah. Because that's yeah, he what does. he didn't get. And he, he's that kid in the grocery store that stomps his feet because he wants a cookie and you won't let him have a cookie and he's mad and he's angry and he's just going to throw a tantrum, tantrum except for he has force powers and a lightsaber and can destroy everything around him. And being a bomb like that. You're right. Is it, and I so kind of answered my own question because later on when he ends up in the, the fight and she taps into the force and actually flows with the force it's what she, is his she downfall. puts she puts him down so she quickly puts him down, yeah. because yeah he's he's a lot of might and i mean the the choreography to steal a quote his, he's a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing yeah yeah but that's what i love about him is he's everything darth vader was he's got the mask he's got the voice he doesn't have the but yeah. <laughs> which i'm surprised he didn't put that in there as the darth vader fanboy just like just put it in there but, you know, he has the same, a lot of the same emotional problems that Vader had. And they actually point that out at one point that, you know, Han Solo says he had too much Vader in him. And all of that is true. But the one thing that Vader had was the ability to focus. Yeah. And that's what made Vader scary is when he laser focused on something, it was going to happen. Well, and it's like when he threw his tantrum, he just force choked that one person that, that became the blame for it. Yeah. They got away, it's your fault. Choke. Dead. <laughs> and that's what makes this... Well, yes, it's Darth Vader again. Because it is. It's Darth Vader again. Except for he takes his helmet off. He's not scarred or anything. He is now. Yeah. But he wasn't then. Um, so, yeah. He's Darth Vader. But this, with this ability to just explode and erupt like a volcano. That makes him interesting in such a different way. Because you never know what he's going to do. Yeah. That makes him such a random... I mean, think about it. They could get to a point where they're standing in front of Leia or Luke, and he has a weird moment of conscience, and just lashes out and destroys everybody, and then attacks Luke. You know what I'm saying? That He's so unpredictable. He could destroy all of his own forces, and then kind of come back to himself and be like, oh yeah, right, I'm here to kill you. Ah! You don't know what he's going to do. I like that. You know, because it that is the one thing I can say about this movie that was different from the ones that came before. Emperor Palpatine plotting. Very controlled. Knew what he wanted, was working for it, all the way there. Darth Vader plotting. Knew what he wanted, was working towards it, moving in the direction he needed to go. Kylo Ren has no idea what he wants. He has no idea what he's working for, and when things make him angry, they die. It's a very different kind of villain. And at least we have that. There's everything yeah, else in here. So everything we, did find, in this, we did find something that yeah, wasn't... Everything in this movie is, is the same over again. That different. And I like that. 
I like that a lot. I also like Maz Kanata. Yeah, Maz Kanata, very cool. So, in our just clip things from other movies and put them in, Maz Kanata is Yoda. Mm-hmm. She, she is Yoda. She's even short. She's awesome. Yeah. One of the best rendered characters I've ever seen in anything. And I don't mean that in, like, the way she looks. It's the mannerisms they gave her. The mocap they did on Lupita's face to, to capture the emotion. You felt her emotion. She connected with me in a way that a Star Wars character hasn't since Yoda. And I say this sitting before the all-holy and powerful altar and shrine of Yoda. Which, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you've seen pictures of my shrine de Yoda. Which needs some more Yoda, by the way. It's, it needs some more. Oh, and a couple Maskinadas now, I think. Yeah. Yoda needs some friends. But she was interesting in a way that I did not expect. She was another character that they hid. We weren't allowed to see. We weren't allowed to see her. We weren't allowed to see her. Again, I think that was a mistake. Yeah. There was nothing revolutionary in the way she looks. She's a tiny alien, yeah. wears goggles. Thousand like, years of wisdom. Thousand years of wisdom. There was nothing about her appearance. Again, th- with the keeping her, us from seeing her, right? Yeah. There was nothing about her appearance that was striking. Well, I take that back. When she takes her goggles off at that one point and talks to Ray, and you see ah. the, those little, little eyes. Yeah. And the emotion that they got. But that was an animation thing. That wasn't a visual thing. It was the emotion that they got in those yeah. little, little eyes. You know? Yeah. That sold that moment. I, I laughed because um, there was a little girl in the audience not too far from where we were sitting that was quite grossed out by that scene. She goes, ew! It was, it was pretty funny. I remember that. Because it's like one of those where if, if you wear glasses and you leave them on for a long time, you get the little dimple in your um, uh, bridge of your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if the glasses just sat right into the eye sockets. And you got dimple all around your eye socket. It was, it apparently grossed her out quite a bit. Apparently, but she was upset about a lot of things. Yeah, she 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 more than one once yelled out that Kylo Ren was Kylo Ren was stupid. <laughs> like every time Kylo Ren did something, that little girl would just cry. He's stupid. Why is he doing that, mommy? He's stupid. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. yeah, yes, honey, yes, he's very stupid. Yeah, he's very stupid. Um, I, I, I don't really have much to say about Maz Kanata other than I hope she survived the events that we see there because they don't tell us. Yeah. Like, we know that Finn, Ray, Han Solo, and <clears throat> Chewbacca get out. Yep. We don't know if Maz Kanata does. I'm hoping she does. I'm assuming she does because if I remember correctly, she should have been somewhere around where Chewbacca and them were. So... If they made it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were they were underground when the bombing took place, so I'm assuming she got out. I hope she did. I want to see her in more things. Um, I want some backstory on her. I she just seemed she seemed like a character that I really want to know more about. They yeah. I have not wanted to know more about a character. Especially more. her and Chewie. Yes. Yes. Is she, my boyfriend with you? Yeah. She's got a thing for Chewie. That She's got a thing up. for Chewie. That was ah. awesome. Oh, I, I loved Maz Kanata. I did. I fell head over heels in love with Maz Kanata. It's in... Oh, and if you were reading the books, um, I just lost the name of it. I think it was called 
Oh, is it something of deception? Yeah. Uh, I just uh, lost the name. Anyway, if you've been keeping up with the books, they actually released a prequel book that I am trying to remember the name of right now. Anyway, the character... Why did... Names. Why? 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 Why did you all leave me right now all at the same time? I'm useless. <laughs> We're back to the problems that we always used to have. I'm not Google. <laughs> Brian's not Google and my memory has failed. I just have a name issue. I do too. Um, Brain wiring thing. The Perfect Weapon. Ah. That was the name of the book. If you read The Perfect Weapon, and I say book, it was really, really short. I don't know how long the actual thing was. They put out an audio version of it. Really good audio version of it yeah. if you're an Audible subscriber that was basically two hours. We're yeah. like, oh, look, Star Wars movie for the mind. And we downloaded it and listened to it like all in one night. It was really yeah. good. She is in the movie. She's in the movie for just a second. She's just in Bayzine. That's her name, Bayzine. Bayzine? Yeah, Bayzine Natal. Yep. She's in the movie just for a second. Just for a second. It's one of those things that as soon as I saw her, I recognized her. I knew who she was. And I knew that the box was in the basement. It was one of those moments, like, if you've been keeping up with the lead up to and all the stuff stuff in there, you know, you knew what was there. She had it. It was in the basement. You knew the story of how it got to the basement. If you want to know where Luke Skywalker's lightsaber came from, yep. go check out The Perfect Weapon, Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens. The really good story in and of itself Completely new characters that will explain some of the things about the new, some things about the um, First Order and the Republic and what have you. But mainly, it's about Bayzine and she is awesome and I want to see yeah. more of her. Um, to me, she is the new Boba Fett. Like, she she fits to me, for me in that not niche that um, Boba Fett and uh, Aura Singh had. Yeah. But in a very different way. And I'm very excited about her. But she, yeah, she makes this brief appearance in the movie. You like see her sprawled out next to this guy, and she stands up and all but looks right into the camera. Yeah. Like all but looks right into the camera. And I'm like, oh, Bayzine, I know who you are. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, wait, that means it's there. And of course, this story doesn't tell you what it is, but we all knew that there was the quest for Luke's, for, for Anakin's lightsaber. And I, I had assumed when we got to the end of the book, and Brian did too, that that's what was in the box. And yes, that's what was, that was what was in the box. Finn goes down, opens the box, has Freaky Vision number five. Yep. Which, by the way, most of the trailer elements that you sat back and went, wow, were from her vision, not from the actual, like, story. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Though some of them were prophetic, like the Kylo Ren in the snow thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of prophetic. You get to see her childhood, her being left on the planet and all that. You would see a moment of Luke and um, R2-D2. You don't see Luke, actually. You just see, see side of his face and his robot hand. You know, it's the one that's in the trailer, the robot hand. Which tells you that this movie has a Deus Ex Machina ending. Which is frustrating. But we'll get to that. That's where they set it up. That's the big setup. And of course, this is the scene that tells me she's Luke's daughter. And the reason I say that is every other thing that she saw in her vision was part of her own life. 
Yeah, I got that vibe too. Well, yeah, because yeah. we see yeah. three things. She sees three things in the vision. Yep. She sees somebody leave her on the planet. She sees Luke with R2, and she sees the fight with Kylo Ren. Yep. We know she was left on the planet. She has that fight with Kylo Ren. Yeah. I'm assuming that that Luke and R2 thing, because they happened in chronological order, I'm assuming that they happened in chronological order, and that's an old memory of her thing back, because she gets a weird look on her face when she sees Luke for the first time, but we'll get to that later. Yes, Luke Skywalker is technically in this movie. We'll get to that. But yeah, her vision was incredible. I think the scene with Snoke, the forces that force there's been an awakening in the force would have made much more sense after the scene. Yeah. Yeah, that would have because Yeah. Because something happens. Yeah, something actually happens. And it's like, how? Oh. I mean she has a brief force moment when flying the Millennium Falcon and flips it over and lines up that perfect shot and <clears throat> whatnot. It was kind of a force flying moment, but the, uh, eh, you know. This is the moment that that should have happened towards. Yeah. Then, of course, the First Order shows up. Finn is a coward. Ends up having a thing. Fight. Boom, boom. We could see Han oh, no, Solo use where, a bowcaster. This is where Finn Find some to, courage. He finally uses his... his transformation you gotta give it to him he starts to find some courage and you know even one of his fellow five of first sorry, first his no, fellow first order first. um calls him out as a coward you know yes. because they recognize finn and the most glorious thing in the movie happens he turns on luke skywalker's lightsaber because um mas Kanata gives it to him because Finn refuses to take it. She gives it to Finn. Finn, Finn. Ray. I'm sorry. She gives it to Ray. Yeah. Ray refuses to take it. She wants nothing to do with Force. She runs. So she gives it. Mas Kanata gives it to Finn. Basically, tells her give this to Ray. Right. So they're having their moment. Finn lights the lightsaber, and thank God, Jesus, the Virgin Mary, Saint Michael, all the angels in heaven. It looked right. Yeah. Not that I didn't enjoy what they did with Kylo Ren's lightsaber, and I like it even more now. No, because it shows that he doesn't know how to make a lightsaber right. Yeah. And that's why the blade is all like broken and, and twisted and jagged. And, stuff. and jagged it's, and stuff. It's when, his own rage and, and lack of control. When they light Luke's it. lightsaber, it looks like Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. And that made me so happy you do not know. Yeah. And it helped to support the theory that, oh, this is intentional and it's supposed to look messed up because I, his training was not complete and he was, I was messed up. I was so concerned that they were going to go the way that, no, that's what lightsabers were supposed to look like. Because, yeah, it is nifty, but it doesn't have that zen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A Jedi lightsaber should be zen. It should be very perfect. It should be clean. The lines should be, you know. This is one of those things where you should hear Johnny Ive talking in front of a white background. Can't you see the sleek lines? It took us forever to learn how to craft because it's a Jedi lightsaber. Yeah. You know, it's, it's minimalistic. It's, it's Zen. And I was so, you have, I almost shouted <laughs> like when the blue lightsaber <laughs> went up, I was like, yes, but I kept it all inside because I was the only one apparently who had a reaction to that. At least 
Nobody else made a sound. I didn't make a sound either. But I, it's stupid little things that I look for. I no, You're I, judging me. I'm not judging. Actually, I had a reaction too. You did? I, yes. You should have made a sound. We could have made sounds together. But I was trained in proper waspish training to keep it all inside. <laughs> keep it all inside. <laughs> um, so yeah, that happened. I'm going to skip ahead to Ray's escape from the clutches of the evil Kylo Ren because she is slowly learning that she has force powers. I love that she's just like, wait, Jedi are supposed to be able to do this. Maybe it will work. Cause they <laughs> set up that she, she's one of the few people who had studied the tales and was familiar with, cause you know, she runs in the Han Solo and he goes, I'm Han Solo. And she goes, you're Han Solo. Like she has kind of a fangirl of a thing with each person as she runs into them. So, yeah. so yeah, so she's, yeah, so she's kind of like, oh, wait, yeah, Jedi can do this. So she's tied up in one of those um, interrogation beds like Han Solo was and like um, Leia was, you know, in episodes uh, four and five, respectively. I actually flip it. Um, <laughs> in episodes five and four. And she's laying there and there's one inept guard who's actually not all that inept. Because she realizes, as this moment, you can, like, see the gears. This is why I don't think she's a bad actress, but the J.J. Abrams told her to do stupid things. Because yeah. you can see the moment when it hits her in... You can see it in her eyes. Uh, Wait a minute. Jedi's can mind trick. You can... Yeah, you, she's struggling, like, as soon struggling. As, her, as soon as she gets that look on her face. Yeah. You know... Oh, wait. Oh. You yeah. thought of it, didn't you? These are not the droids you're looking These for. These are not the droids you're looking for. You know she's going to do it. She gets that look in her eye, which is why I don't blame her for the weird acting. I blame Abrams. And she's like, you will, un you will unbind me and open the door and leave here and leave the door open. He walks over. What did you say? You will unbind me. Oh, leave this room and leave the door open. Actually, I'm going to bind you tighter. And she kind of stops, and she thinks, she calms herself. No, you will unbind me. Leave this room, and leave the door open. I will unbind you. I will leave this room. I will leave the door open. And she adds at the end. As like an afterthought, she goes, oh yeah, and drop the gun. And I will drop I my will gun. I will drop my gun. Good. Drops a blaster on the ground. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that was great. Love it. Great scene. Wonderful scene. She escapes. They're now on the horrible, horrible star killer base. That was the dog. I apologize for that. Dog just kicked the mic stand. Um, anyway. Horrible, horrible Starkiller base. I, I have to get into Death this. Star 3. Death Star 3. Before we get into this, we've completely skipped Leia. And I feel bad for that, but I don't feel bad for that. Leia is so almost pointless for this movie. She's a she's a tick on a checklist. Yeah. Oh, and we got Leia back. Because she shows up, and she kind of looks at Han, and he looks at her. I missed you. I missed you. You know, I always hate it when you leave. That's why I do it. You know, they, they bent her. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. It was just an okay moment. Like, why? Why? She 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 is the Mon Mothma of this movie. <laughs> she is. She's like, hi, I'm here because someone needs to be in charge. I'm the titular person in charge. 
Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, she is. She is the Mon Mothma of the movie. She gets a little bit more screen time than Mon Mothma ever did. But, hi, I'm the one who's in charge. And uh, I will be standing at the table quietly while we monitor the events that are taking place elsewhere. I'm not being quiet to be mean. I'm just reenacting most of Princess Leia's lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She doesn't do that much. And I love Carrie Fisher. I was really glad to see her back. I love this idea that she's general, not princess. Now she's general Organa, not solo. I was also a little let down because in the extended universe... You know, Leia, I, I know this is no longer canon. Leia didn't study Jedi arts and took up some Force work herself. But once again, with The Force Awakens, I thought, oh, maybe here's a, somebody to teach her a little bit. Just she little. does have one moment that proves that she is Force-sensitive still later in the movie. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but there's no advance, no, no development. No, no, no development growth. whatsoever. No growth. No growth. I'm a force dispensing birth unit yeah. that has some sensitivity yes. and it's like how degrading to the character and to, you know, cause I felt that I, 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 I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, don't give, don't give her a token strong general title and not give her some of the, you know, battle meditation, kicking at least battle med- battle meditation. There's some other butt kicking things to make her stronger. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's a minor thing because, you know, they have a strong female lead and they didn't have really issues with this being only one female in the galaxy anymore kind of thing. But it was just sad that Leia was still left on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since the extended universe took time to just go, hey, here's an easy thing. You just She never just was good it. with the lightsaber, but no. she had one. She knew how to use it. She could do some minor force things. She, I mean, she never was. Maxie's big with the force, no, but she's but, still yeah, some. use it. Or yeah. like you said, you could have just gone the other route and given her some battle meditation. And something. Something that could have been fun and, yeah. Yeah, so that was like, it was like. Again, okay. I enjoyed her more yeah. in the comics than I did in the movie. And I'm talking about the new canon comics. And that that's sad. Like, when you actually have Carrie Fisher as opposed to a drawing of Carrie Fisher... You should enjoy yeah. the real person yeah. more. Yeah. And they really didn't do much with her character. Though they might. They you might. never know what's yeah. going to happen in the next movie. A lot of the criticism I have of this is, I guess we'll see more of that in the next one. Because, like with all franchises, they didn't go all out on the first one. Because they know they're getting five more movies. So why they, they don't have to push. <clears throat> so anyway. So she escapes... Starkiller base. <laughs> Death Star Model 3. They actually address this in the movie because they know that a lot of us are going to be going, wow, they were stupid enough to build a third Death Star. And is it Han Solo who says, that's not a Death Star. We don't even have words for what that is. Yes. It's and a it, Death Star. He showed a size comparison, which was, which kind of made me giggle a little just because we watched episode five and six this afternoon and I was kind of laughing because we had a you know we had a conversation about the different sizes of the Death Stars between you know a New, a new Hope and Return, and Return of the Jedi. Jedi, and then this one which is planet size, so it's way bigger. And it looked stupid. It looked stupid. It looked stupid. They dug 
I don't know, what, a hundred mile trench across the equator of a planet. Give it a weird eyeball. We're so stupid. Like, okay, the original two Death Stars were blown up because, one, they left an exhaust port open, which, you know what, for all the people that wanted to say bad things about that, I'm a fed of bad word. I want to say bad, you know, who want to say bad things about that. When you think about it, it's consistent with the story that they set up, right? The Empire did not see a small fighter as a threat. Yeah. The most efficient way to put up a exhaust port is to just have a straight line. Okay. Yeah. What have you. Second Death Star wasn't finished yet, so they fly into the superstructure, blow it up. This one, it's a weakness. Just sitting there. It's just in there. Oh, and it's ray shielded like the second one, like the one in Return of the Jedi. But as long as they don't come out of hyperspace before the shield, they can go past the shield. So why couldn't they have just done that in episode six? Couldn't they have just gone back into hyperspace, come back right in front of the Death Star and then gone in? I, I do, uh, sorry. The... I, I try not to bring physics into these things, but that was such a Maybe MacGuffin. Was... We need to yeah. get them to the planet. Yeah. Stupid thing. That oh, and we need to have a bunker to that they have to shut down the shield generator because you know Return of the Jedi was a thing that happened, and we have to pay homage to that. And we need a thermal exhaust port to pay homage to a new hope. So let's put it all together where we have a shield generator on the top of the planet that we can just hyperspace to and then blow up why they didn't just attack it with the millennium Falcon or with any of the X wings flying around. I don't know that is sneak in and blow it up. (laughs) Then they turned off the shields. I know they eventually turned off the shield. Yeah. But I mean, it was just like, they flew the Millennium Falcon onto the planet before the shields were down. Yeah. And then landed it to sneak in to put dynamite in the building. Well, they turned... They could have killed two birds with one stone, stayed in the Millennium Falcon, and shot the place. I'm sorry. There, It was... This is well, the no, problem because... with the end of the movie. It was useless, MacGuffin, stupid. Okay. Yes, it was. What's really kind of amusing is how horribly wrong the movie would have gone if they actually like just did the plan that you said. Because the out- exterior structure was actually built, I guess, to code. And it the the damage was so minimal they they weren't causing any structure damage out that was a different building they were, yeah the, the one that was actually going to cause everything to blow up as far as taking the shield down yeah they could have they, I don't just know why just over and sh- bing bing pew yeah pew, pew. <laughs> yeah just blown it up I mean that would have that that would have Chewie's bowcaster could have done it because yeah. it makes big explosions now when it hits things in fact they could have just flaunted the ineffectiveness of their shield by everybody just hyperspacing it. Tell me about it. If the Millennium Falcon could get through the big ship compared to these little X-Wings, it could slip through, but they couldn't because I don't know Han Solo, I guess. Maybe. You know what? You needed Smuggler's Luck not to explode. (sighs) Which is a stat that he had lots of. 
it, it was BS. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm calling BS on it. It was an unnecessary plot point because it was on a checklist somewhere because this movie was written by a committee. Yes. Yes, it was. And it, and it was one of those where, yeah. Because there was everything but Ewoks at the bunker. I mean, it was... Okay. So, blah, 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 blah. Our heroes I are reunited. did find it amusing, though, that they set the charges, the charges blew up, and they created the exhaust port so that he could fly down a trench to go through. Which is going to make some heads explode. And I'm... It was episode I, four. It's episode one. I find one. it amusing because... And then Poe Dameron by himself <laughs> flies a ring around and pulls a Millennium Falcon on the inside of the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did demonstrate that the interior is very weak, the exterior very strong. And then the slow motion <laughs> explosion of In, the thing. The implosion of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it needed to implode slowly so everybody could get off of it. Yes, because Kylo yes. Ren got the crap kicked out of him, and they needed to rescue him so he could be in episode eight. Well, not to mention all the heroes would have been dead too. They were heroes. Okay, so we we skipped the big thing. The thing that I said as soon as we heard Harrison Ford was coming back to the franchise, Han Solo dies. Yeah, his son Ben Kenobi. Sorry, I'm sorry. Ben Skywalker. Nope, 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 nope. Ben Solo. Because clever and different. I guess. Maybe. Just because, I don't know, Jason wasn't good enough for them. Because he's, I'm sorry, he's Jason Solo. Yes, he, is he, is. Jason Solo he is Jason Solo. Except for he's not as smart as Jason Solo. No. Which is, I think, the worst part is we've seen this character. This is Darth Kaidus. Kylo Ren is Darth Kaidus. Except for Darth Kaidus was smarter in every possible way. This is actually, I think it's book five in Legacy of the Force, where he has the, was it the planet mover base? or The thing in the Corellian system. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember the name of it off the top of my yeah, head. Cause... Ben gets this, put in it. Yeah, this is like book five in Legacy of the Force that they just did, except for Darth Kaidus was smarter than Kylo Ren, even though they're essentially the same character, and that's upsetting. So yeah, in a Obi-Wan moment, I mean, it's Obi-Wan in A New Hope. It's so Obi-Wan in A New Hope. There's Harrison Ford standing in front of Adam Driver. I will do anything for you, son. Do you mean it? And he starts to hand him his lightsaber. Then he turns it and puts it right through Han's heart. And no one in the audience made a sound. Yeah. Not a gasp. Not not a sound. Yeah. No reaction whatsoever. One, because anybody who knows anything about Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford always said that he would never do another Star Wars movie unless they killed off Han Solo. He'd been saying that for years. And when he came back, everybody who knew anything about Star Wars was like, Han Solo's going to die. Harrison Ford came back, Han Solo's going to die. Han Solo died, and the scene was not shot very well. No. There was no emotion to it. Han Solo dies. Not only does he die, he falls all Darth Maul into the bottomless pit. 
Okay, he's dead. Chewie freaks out. That was the only thing that I had even a mild emotional reaction to, because Finn and Ray are all like, no! You know, reprising Luke's role from episode four. Chewie freaks out and just starts shooting everything and blowing stuff Starting off. with Kylo Ren. <laughs> Starting with Kylo Ren. You know, Kylo Ren, the man who can stop bolt, laser bolts, whatever we want to call them, plasma bolt, whatever, in midair, because he did it earlier, gets shot by Chewbacca. <clears throat> it was a great scene. I loved it because Chewbacca needed he needed that. Yeah. But he proved earlier in the movie he could stop these things yeah. and he didn't stop these things and I don't understand. I don't I don't this is this this to me, like at this point, I'm kind of having my dark night moment with this movie. Where like everything from this point on, I don't know why it happened. I, Okay, I didn't quite get, I didn't get that far. I don't think that part should be chopped out, but because Kylo Kylo Ren escapes, he so the so oh, follow the me. Thing, Kylo Ren escapes. Poe Dameron is about to do his little fly through the crack in the wall, blow it all up thing because they needed an exhaust port. They needed an exhaust port. He was port, the torpedo, so they made their own. And Poe is a torpedo. I still love Poe Dameron, but still, damn that scene. Oh what? <laughs> the hell were they smoking? I want some. He is that is maxi not... at the force. That's all. That's, <sighs> yeah. And so then we have this weird protracted lightsaber thing with Daisy Ridley and Finn. And the only part of that I enjoyed was it's that one moment where Kylo Ren sees Anakin's lightsaber and he starts reaching for it in the force. And kind of cocks his head because he realizes it's not coming towards him. Then it flies right past him into Ray's hand. Yeah. I, I, I got a bit of satisfaction out of that. I will admit that. Yeah. That whole fight scene. And his little tantrum. That's mine! <laughs> That's mine! <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh. The, the fight. Okay. I think you didn't like the fight. I thought. No, it, the fight was fine. I, the fight was fine. It was safe. It was easy. It was It was nice. Yeah. I, my problem was with how the fight ended. So if you want to say good things about the fight, say good things about the fight. Well, you know, they they, they did the, you know, with his sloppy rage and anger, he flails about with that sword like you'd expect any noob with a two-by-four two to try to play swords, you know, in the backyard, <laughs> swinging about, you know, and she's doesn't do so well until she gets in touch with the Force and then gets that moment of Zen and suddenly just, you know. I All of which the, I have no problems with. Yeah. The, All of which I thought was fine. The hilt, you know, the, the hilt that everyone had such issues with and I thought was really stupid. They, It's justified in this scene because he, you know, he... Pokes it into Finn's shoulder. Yeah, when he and Finn are fighting... Finn's like, well, I can use muscle behind a lightsaber and be dangerous as you are, and starts to actually like they get the they get kind of the swords get tied up, and because Kylo Ren doesn't really have any skill or focus in the Force, Finn can actually be a kind of a threat, and so he uses the hilt to cheat because he pokes him in the shoulder, which is why I like the line from Snoke, bring. Yeah, Kylo, bring Ren back because he needs to finish his training. Yeah, glad they said that. Yeah, glad he's not fully baked because yeah, 
Yeah, because yeah. he's definitely not any kind of baked Sith. No, he's not, not fully baked. Near. And he's not um, a Sith. They're not doing the Sith. No, they're very clear about that. They're not doing or the Sith. Dark Force user or whatever. Knight of Ren. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Knight of Ren. He's a Knight of Ren. Yeah. Whatever angry, that is. Angry, petulant child with dangerous weapons. Yes. <laughs> no, my my problem with the fight is how it ends. When the hand of the mighty hand of the producer, I mean the director, I mean the force, I mean Poe Dameron blowing up the freaking planet causes literally the ground to crack open in between them and push them apart. So they have to stop fighting. Like literally the Deus Ex Machina hand of the director just goes, no, you can't kill him yet. We have two more movies and pushes them apart yeah. in this titanic gulf that opens up. Which was because a, reasons? Which was really upsetting because she should have faced her first trial right there. Yeah. Do you kill in cold blood or do you choose the light? Yeah. And accept that the fight is Oh, ended. she went full on Sith earlier in the fight. Yeah. She she was acting out of anger earlier yeah, before she, was, she found her before she got yeah. her mojo back, before she got her Zen on, she went full on dark yeah. side yeah, after him. Yeah, why she was losing. <laughs> yes. But I'm just that's the moment that I just I sighed. I sighed that almighty hand of the director like we have two more of these you can't die yet rift that opens up in the ground and pushes them apart. Well, that happened. You know what? We're going to find out that that actually was the Force Awakening. It was Snoke reaching out and just going, uh-uh, I need to train him. That wasn't the Force Awakening. That was Poe Dameron awakening the planet go boom. Because Poe Dameron is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, one thing I take away from this movie is Maz Kanata is amazing and Poe Dameron is he awesome. He did fly away from the explosion slowly with his, back, he did. with his back to it. He did. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's that cool. And then the movie segues <laughs> into the Lord of the Rings. Okay. In the so, no, wait, wait, wait. Before mm, I know what you're. First of all, the Deus Ex Machina stupid, stupid ending of this movie. I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want to about any of the previous movies and how they have their weird Deus Ex Machina stupid endings. No, no movie has a Deus Ex Machina stupid ending like this. Earlier in the movie, we find out that BB-8 has this little bitty fraction of that, but. They can't figure out where it is because apparently all the Star Treks got lost. I don't know. But they can't figure out where it is because it's in an uncharted part of the galaxy. Okay. But they need to find the rest of the map. <clears throat> all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, R2-D2 turns himself back on. Yeah. And then tells C-3PO, I have found him. And magically... Apparently, for the entire time that he was sitting there in low power mode, recalculated the entire map, but the section that BB-8 found. <laughs> and then BB-8 goes to Poe Dameron and asks him for his chip back, please. Poe Dameron goes and gets it on the computer and hands it to BB-8, and BB-8 goes over and he projects the remaining part of the hologram in, and magically it fits in there because the hand of the director said so. I'm sorry, for so, anybody who complained about George Lucas being heavy-handed with the prequels, the end of this movie is the most heavy-handed deus ex machina ending of any of the Star Wars movies. Or, R2-D2 is like an old man surfing the Imperial web, 
And it just took him that many years to finally find the file and download it. Because, I don't know, R2-D2 is an old man surfing the web. Synchronicity did not need to happen in this movie. That, that's yeah, why it happens the way it happens, the, because it did not need to happen in this movie. They could have made it a little less basic, Machina. They actually set it up with her walking in with the lightsaber. Uh-huh. You know, his sensors could have picked up the lightsaber. And then maybe... I, that's actually what I expected what they were going to do, is that was what was going to wake R2-D2 up, and R2-D2 is going to go, yeah, because I like to raid Imperial databases. Here's the the Imperial map, which is what... But no, they Kylo very Ren clearly said, said he found said it out. We had the Imperial map, but yeah, instead they went with this other. This weird it thing. Like, it was like, no, yeah. don't don't have, put the Imperial map on the table. And R two D two, who loves to raid Imperial databases for any kind of data mining that he can get out of it, and not just go, yeah, he had the map. Yeah, because it's just like he had the he map all it, along. He was just being a prick. Yeah, and didn't share. And then decided all of a sudden, I am going to share. Because they could have just gone, no, Luke ordered me not to reveal the map until the lightsaber showed up. Because Luke's maxi with the Force, and he would do something like that. That would be more Luke's character. I don't character. think Luke knew that the lightsaber still existed. I think we're going to find that out when they come to it in canon. But we know that the stormtroopers had the lightsaber. Yeah. We know that from the book. Yeah. The perfect weapon that we were just talking about. Yeah, the stormtroopers had it. The stormtroopers had the lightsaber. And then it went to Maz Kanata. But they had it since the Battle of Endor. We know that for a fact. Yeah. And this is... So... Or if she is his daughter, you know, without saying that she's his daughter, just her presence would have woke up R2-D2. But then again, then they would have been like, hey, we've got the map early on. Because they could have gone, hey, we got the map. Oh, yeah, this massive weapon just fired. I'm just saying, it it bothered me. It, it just, it was so out of nowhere, and it didn't need to happen. And then the movie just continues happening. Yeah, see, that that was that was something that bothered me. It's like, they've got the map, they're at the end of the movie now, they've accomplished all the things they set out at the beginning. Circle wipe out. You know, she and Chewbacca get into the Millennium Falcon and take off into the sunset. That should have been the end of the movie. The way it's Empire the way, Strikes Back ends. Yeah. Because then, because I was sitting there watching this and I'm thinking, cool, credits are going to start rolling. You know what? You sold me. I will come back and watch, you know, Ray and, and Chewbacca's madcap adventures hunting down Luke Skywalker. And instead, we get the Attack, attack of the Clones ending, where everything's done. The movie could have ended there, but now we've got to first go over to Naboo, watch the wedding. Then we go back and we watch the senator standing there watching all those clone troopers get into the ship and fly away. And because it, that very long Dano Ma that Attack yeah. of the Clones has, this has that too, except for it's weird and Peter Jackson, Lord of the Ringsy, and I don't understand why we needed so many spinning helicopter shots. Of her slowly walking up the stairway. Of her slowly walking up the stair- stairway. Yeah. 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 And then they see each other. And okay, so it's cool. We get to see Luke Skywalker. Did you have, the, did you have it happen? Did you? If you did, you know what, you know what I'm saying. I didn't have to. No, maybe I, I didn't. Hello? Is it me you're looking <laughs> okay, for? Yes, I did. I could see it in your eyes. Yeah, I had that. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of had that playing yeah. in the back of my head, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which will make a fun... GIF. 
Yeah. That'd be a fun gif. Fun gif. Because that, that, cause the whole pointless thing, she gets there, there he is, standing on top of the mountain, on the island, out in the middle of nowhere, because... It was an old Jedi temple. Apparently. Apparently. Apparently it's the original Jedi temple, but beyond that. So he's standing there, and she walks up, and he turns around, and she looks at him, and he looked at her. And then apparently R. Kelly started singing because they were trapped in a closet. Yeah. Because she holds out the lightsaber to him. And he looks at the lightsaber in her hand. And she keeps holding out the lightsaber to him. And he he looks at it there in her hand. And she keeps holding it out to him. And I can't keep going up because my voice will crack. But you know, it it, It, it was like... Helicopter spins to show us with her still holding it out to him. And him just standing there like... Yeah. Pointless. I was like... Pointless. I was like, there at least was... there Because they had all this... You know, there was some excitement built up. A planet blew up. All this fighting. There was a little adrenaline going. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. End of the movie. Yeah. And instead, they dragged out this very slow pace. Which it could have been a lot faster. Because they spent a lot of time with her walking the steps. Yeah. It it really... I mean, when I say Peter Jackson, there are several helicopter shots of her slowly climbing these steps. Yeah. Like, it just slowed everything down and drained all the energy out. And left the movie on a very low note. She's on her way to Mordor. It was just like, really? Why did you want to suck all the energy out of a movie? (laughs) Why not leave on the the high note? I mean, I'm excited. Luke was one of my favorite characters in the original trilogy. I am glad to see that he will apparently be back in the next one a lot more. Because at least Finn is with him. I'm not sorry. Ray is with him. Yeah. I don't know why I keep confusing who's got what name, but... Ray is with him, so apparently he'll be there. I mean, all in all, I know I've griped a lot, but I, I did really like the movie. I, I yeah. enjoyed the movie. I'm not sure where I would put it if I tried to rank the movies. And the reason for that is every scene that I can think of that I liked knocks it down. Because I really liked the trench scene at the at the end with Dameron, yeah. but I liked it more in A New Hope. So click I, down. I like this. This, this is a sad thing for me. Okay, so there's because <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot about it this past week. Um, which one I like the most, and most of them are pretty much all tied for third place. Like I have my favorite, and which I finally settled on, and I have my finally. Actually, there's kind of a couple tied for second and third ish. I don't know. Maybe they all fall in second after the favorite. Took a long time picking a favorite. This one actually falls beneath all of them. This one would be third or fourth, depending how the yeah. ranking shifts in my head, because because of the fact that and it's not because it's a bad movie. No, no, it's not a bad movie. I'll own it. I will watch yeah. it. I will still enjoy it when I watch it. Um, but now I am not a prequel hater, and you guys know me. We are we are fans of the prequels. We don't understand what people got their panties in a twist about because he's changing my saga. Because if you were in a if your panties were in a twist about that, you will hate this movie because oh, yeah. they are changing your saga oh, yet yeah. again. So, you know, I, I don't have anything against the prequels, and I, I've often been called an apologist for them, but I I the, the problem that I have with this movie is like I say, every scene that I liked, I liked it better in its original movie, down to like I love this the scene of them fighting in the um um, Millennium Falcon on Jakku, 
but I liked it better when they were fighting in Return of the Jedi and the pod race scene in um, episode one, which it's basically a splice of the two of those. Yeah. I like those two scenes better. The, the problem with them going safe was there. The first thing I asked Brian when we left the theater was, what is the one thing that you will remember from this movie? And apparently for me, it's that Poe Dameron's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing that yeah. I took away from the movie. Yeah. Poe Dameron is awesome. And I love Maz Kanata. That's the two things that I took away from this movie. Every movie pre- prior to this, whether you like them or not, you have to admit the pod race in episode one is one of the best things that has been on screen. That pod race is so much fun to watch that it, it just, it's breathtaking and you remember it. Whether you remember anything else about the movie, you remember that pod race and how amazingly awesome it is. The fights at the end of um, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Pick, pick one that you really, really like. For me, actually, it's the fight when the clones finally arrive and they're that big, just all out battle yeah. at the very end of the movie. I think that's breathtaking. It's one of those things that when I think of Attack of the Clones, I think of that scene specifically. My mind goes right there. That's um, Revenge of the Sith. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? Yes. My mind goes either <laughs> yeah, really. to there and the fight on Mustafar. Yeah. Both both of those, I mean, immediately goes straight there. When I think about episode four, I am a huge fan of the uh, of um, the scenes with Obi-Wan Kenobi in the desert. That, that just those simple scenes because like it's not i'm not i'm not looking for spectacle you know what i'm saying my favorite scenes in a new hope are just those very simple scenes of obi-wan and luke when yeah. he's explaining the force to him he shows him the lightsaber for the first time those resonate so strongly with me i mean i love the trench scene i love the fight at the end there's yeah. so, there are lots of things that i love about that movie but my mind first immediately goes to those wonderful scenes of obi-wan and luke yeah in in, in the house right you know, it then goes to the, the, the fight at the end and everything. Yeah, I could keep going. And um, yeah, and Empire, Empire Strikes Back. It's, the fight. It's, it's Hoth, and it's it's, it's the you, it's massive, Hoth. massive ATATs because because they when you because they show up first. I mean, that's the first time you ever see them, and you there's the massiveness of them. For me, it's the fight down. in the uh, um, carbonite chamber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Luke Vader Luke going Vader, back and forth, yep. those colors, and you know, you know that's for me because my favorite movie is Return of the Jedi, and it's because of the, everything that happens on the Death Star. Yeah, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and that scene is such in Empire kind of sets that up perfectly, and I just every say, you know, Empire, you know, Return of the Jedi to me, first thing that comes to my mind, Emperor Palpatine on the throne. Luke taking his swing at him and Vader's blade yeah. blocking it. My mind goes instantly there. That's the moment, right? I have. There's something that captured my imagination in each one of these movies. I don't have that for this one. Because the raptors or raptors. Well, maybe you do. The raptors. 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 No, but that's not really. I mean, it's it's not really. Uh, that's really weak sauce as far as something to take away from it. That is because that was just a, a goofy little. And maybe after I watch these, you know, watch this movie a couple more times, maybe the death Once of Han again, Solo it's... will mean more to me. Yeah. But it, it was one of those things I knew it was going to happen. Not only because of Harrison Ford coming back, but they set it up so hard that if you missed that it was going to happen, 
you weren't paying attention to the movie. I mean, good on you if you got a surprise out of it. Yeah, good on you. I mean, wow, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's surprised Your you, strategy was the movie's very heavy handed. On he's going to die now. Yeah, they're about to kill him. Yeah, how you have everything but J.J. Abrams' voice saying that in the background. But I can't wait to see what other people's reactions. Yeah, to this are because you know I am thirty nine years old. I saw the original ones when I was old enough in the theaters. I remember seeing um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in the theater when I was a little, little kid. I remember standing in line with my friends when the re-releases came out yeah. to see them in in the 90s. I saw the opening of every one of the prequels. I was there first show opening night, just like it was for this today. So maybe I'm just at that point in my life where I don't feel that anymore. I don't think that's true because I can think of other movies that have given me that. Yeah. And this one should have. That That's the one knock I have against it is I didn't see anything. They were so safe because they did not want to be attacked that it's, 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 it's good vanilla. It's good vanilla. Yeah. It's very good vanilla. Which which is, I guess, you know, when you think about those individuals who are experiencing this for the first time, <coughs> who, who are this as their gate in, and it, it does concern me that, you know, yes, they're going to get an enjoyable movie, they're going to get some nifty scenes, but are they really going to get any, they're not really going to get story out of it. Yeah. Because I can knit together or kind of create story out of it because of all the backstory that I know of and all the other elements I've experienced. But if this is their first time, I almost worry this is going to be like, um, what was it, City of Embers? City of Embers? No. Uh, no. Oh, City of Bones. City of Bones. Uh, where, you know, yeah, if you read the book. You understood what you understood was going, what on, was going on in the movie and the movie was fun and entertaining. But if you didn't read the book, you're just lost. Yeah, I had no idea what was and happening. And it was like, okay, that happened. And it, you know, unfortunately didn't create enough interest to make people want to look into it more. And so that's, you know. Yeah, like my I concern said. is, that, you know, hopefully the, hopefully the kids just go, wow, that was, but Emma was cool. And check out more Star Wars after that <laughs> to see that I hope. there's a lot more. It, and it was also, I guess it was also a little bit of a, disappointment in the fact that there was there was all these other wonderful actual stories that they could have told that already existed and they just and they did this they just did this instead which was kind of a non-story it was I it mean, was set up this was, is set this up, set up. this was it, a set up movie and that was i mean it's like yes okay i know lucas was big on the MacGuffin, and i love following a MacGuffin, you know at all kinds of crazy places but I like story as well, and you know you still got story along with your MacGuffins. MacGuffins got you in, and this one didn't really. It, I don't know. Maybe my hopes were too high. Maybe they overhyped me on it. I no, mine weren't. And I mean, I was. I, I tried, I tried to, go to give in, it the benefit. Of the I tried to go in blind, and like I said, it was it was good. I'll learn it. Oh, yeah. Watch it again. Well, I just know that, like, you with know. all of my reviews, I'm going to get lambasted for this. Like, see, there you are, you prequel apologist, saying bad things about this perfect film. 
you know, I get attacked for that. Oh, my beliefs about the uh, Dark Knight trilogy all the time is I did not like it. But, you that know. bad, and it wasn't Batman. If it was Punisher, that would have been cool. At least call him Punisher. Sorry. Yeah. Digress. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't want you guys to think that I did not like this movie. I did like this movie. I'm sitting here with my BB-8 beside me, yeah. my Millennium Falcon Which, on the other side of me, and my Altar of Yoda in front of okay, me. Okay, to end on a high note, I, I will. I wanted to hate BB-8 going into this. I did too. And the BB-8 wins you over. I want to I'll buy one. You, I want the remo- I remote control one right now. now. They did one hell of a job selling the BB-8. Yes, they did. And they, they and I mean sell it. Oh yeah, he was he was sold hardcore. This I, is Sulu's tea set from Undiscovered Country. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I want the remote I'm control BB-8 now. I did not want it. I was given a plush BB-8, which I have here on my desk. I did not buy this BB-8, and I was just kind of like, oh, I have a BB-8. Yeah, we almost fed <clears> it to the dog. Thought about it. Thought about it. Yeah. Kind of glad I didn't now. Yeah, no, I'm but that, yeah, I'm now I definitely yeah. want I want the yeah. robot. I want Sold. I want the, so, I mean, want the that robot. Note, yeah, BB-8. Yeah, like they set up something. <laughs> the dog's like, <laughs> I could have eaten it. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? But yeah, you know, Poe Dameron, great character. It's not that I don't think that they're setting up good characters. I don't think that this is going to be interesting going forward. I think that they the mistake that they made that is that they used this as a setup movie. Where so much of the events that took place in this movie could have been a crawl. Mm-hmm. Doggy says it's time for us to stop. Um, shush, we'll be done in a minute. Um, and I d- did not want another Death Star. And this is another Death Star. I don't care if Han Solo himself tells me this is not a Death Star. It's a Death Star. BB-8's awesome. I, I want more Podamarin. 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 Yep. And I hope that they can make me feel that way about the other characters too. I really want this to be something. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars so much. It's just, yeah. So we'll talk about this more over time. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this episode, and namely because we went over. For an hour and 45 minutes at this moment in time. <clears throat> We're still shorter than the movie, I think. <laughs> Anywho. <clears throat> as always, you can contact me. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter. You can go to projectshadow.com. Get a link to all of the social media stuff. <clears throat> you know, I've been doing this long, too long. I've lost my voice. Uh, yeah, go to projectshadow.com. You can catch up on everything that I'm doing over there as well as some super secret projects that I'm currently working on. Don't forget to go to Project Shadow Agenda to keep super close tabs on me. Do a lot of stuff over there. And yeah. I'm gonna yeah. We'll talk soon. <laughs> okay. I'm Eric. I'm Brian. I'd say that. I'm Charlie. <laughs> and you've been listening to Project Shadow. Stay tuned. I have a little secret for you that was came from the pre show. Bye. Oh my goodness. I'm like barely a, a, a bibble bob on the dibble dibble. Yes, you're dibble. barely a bibble bob on the dibble dibble. You know, I really okay. want to save this so, and put it at the end for oops. after credits. The bibble bob for the dibble dibble? <laughs> you know, I'm probably going to save that and put that in the after credits. Right? It'll happen. <laughs>